0: Daily
1: Dribble And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast guys As always, I'm your host Nick Zammett Here joining me for another installment of our NBA Focus Show Week 1 of the playoffs is Mr.
0: Lee Hancock How's it going hey guys?
1: Mr. Roy Hancock, gentlemen, how are we tonight?
0: Very good, very good oh, Playoffs are already here and seen has been some really interesting results so far Oh, mate,
1: it
2: is buzzing to say the least. Lee, the energy, it's just kicked up another gear, hasn't it? I said it last week. It, it's almost a, a different game and, and I that's exactly right. It, The intensity picks picked up, the defense has picked up. I'm absolutely loving it. That makes three of
1: us. Guys, we are here. We are fired up. Once again, a big episode in store. We're going to rattle through some quick odds and ends and then go into some of the things that have caught our eye, most notably over the last couple of days of playoff basketball.
2: Mm-hmm. It'll be pretty free conversation i'd assume it's not gonna be too structured couple of mates chatting bowl what more could you want here on a friday night guys before we get into the show
1: though a big shout out to both stadium scene and the cover two tremendous networks doing tremendous things for not only us but a whole host of other content creators around the globe uh very very appreciative should i say Mm -hmm. for their continued support of all (laughs) of our work uh it really does mean a lot so big shout out to those two networks also I normally do it sprinkled within the show. I just want to plug our socials: mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, The Daily Dribble, for all your NBA and NBL content. I think I know where this is heading, Nick. During the week, probably <laughs> one of, if not our most, uh, probably our biggest <laughs> acquisition. Without a doubt, our, yes. our biggest. The biggest superstar to ever grace our socials. Checking out our story, we put up a post, um, a little story on our IG the other day uh, of the Celtics win over the over the Hawks, tagging Jason Tatum in it mr jason tatum popped up as one of the viewers on our story which was a little look i tell you what very very cool moment um you know it's just kind of one of those things that you you look at his profile he's got nine million followers one of arguably the best players within the league and he's uh checking out a couple of lads from tassie our social media page so if he's checking it out What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, so, I have little to none. But as our resident Boston mm. fan,
0: bro, pretty cool moment. Oh, and great moment. Uh, we love to see anyone, everyone, and anyone checking out our socials, but particularly when they're someone of Jason Tatum's calibre. Whoa, amen. but I catch him. There you go, Lee. Big stuff. Do you reckon? You
1: know, Lamelo balls next for you? Hornets superstar so, could be
2: gracing our social. We, we only put those up if if the team wins. So.
1: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, there's no, not been too many point. to post for the Hornets yeah, this season, exactly. so. Nevertheless, let's push on lads with some odds and ends. Starting, we'll start with your Hornets actually. Okay. Um, with Miles Bridges. Now, he suffered quite a little bit of off court turmoil mm. um, during the season. He has been suspended by the league for 30 games, 20 of them already been served. So he's set to miss the opening ten games of the 2023-2024 season before gracing the court once again mm-hmm. across his last season, the 2021-2022 season. Mm-hmm. He averaged he played 80 games, averaging 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists on 49% shooting from the field. Will certainly add some much-needed scoring and rebounding to the Hornets. Sure. Do you think he can kind of, I, I guess, live up to his expectations? He again, off-court turmoil just completely put a halt mm-hmm. on his career and. Um, nearly wound up mm. behind bars. Mm. But do you think he can
2: put this behind him now, Lee? It depends. Uh, I don't even think he's on the Hornets right now. I think we... Free do, agent, I, is I'm in. pretty sure he's a free agent. And I'm not too sure I'd like him back after after what he's done. Mm. When he does come back, I have no doubt that he'd, he may not get to the form that he was before he left because he was, he was amazing before he left. Just quickly, for anyone who wasn't familiar, all these issues surrounding domestic
1: violence there, Um, with his partner, I won't go into into it too in depth Mm. because it was pretty well publicised, but would you, you know, granted if he's a free agent or if he's with the Hornets, probably free agent at the moment, would you like to see him back on the Hornets League? Or do you think it's just, you know, as I said, 27 and 4, on 49% shooting that's very much needed for the
2: Hornets at the moment. It's one of those cases where you need to separate the artist from the art, if you know what I mean, you need to separate the person from the art. Oh, sorry, deep. Um, oh, so deep. I, I'd love him. I'd love him back for the art, but uh, <laughs> he's not going to be a fan favorite by any means. I also just wanted to add how bizarre this this thirty game ban kind of thing was. Yeah, um, the twenty games played and ten remaining. Because twenty he, served already. Twenty served. Sorry, yep. because he he missed the entire set. I'm not saying that he should come back straight away, mm-hmm. but wasn't that just odd to you? Like, well, I didn't understand that logical
0: side behind that yeah well, yeah the thing that i found a bit odd about that and i'm not sure if i'm missing something here but should he have been retrospectively banned because i'm not sure he was he banned from the nba to begin with indefinitely or i don't think he was
1: in from the league as such i think this was their punishment handed down once everything else had resolved which mm-hmm. is hence why i think it's came to life right now. okay yeah um, i 100 get what you mean though in that regard Leo. i, I suppose just until it was truly clarified and whether it was actually going to end up behind bars or yeah. what the mm. kind of the outcome of it was all going to be. They couldn't hand down a sentence till then. Yeah. Uh, but a hundred percent, I get, get
0: on board with what you're saying there. Mm. To be perfectly honest, just touching on him and the Hornets and their relationship. I'm not so sure if I'm a Hornets fan, if I am wanting that guy as the guy to be one of our leaders going yeah, forward. Absolutely. I don't think he's, he certainly hasn't led by example off the court and, sometimes it's hard to separate off the court and on the court particularly when it's relating to something as serious as what he's done which is really bad yeah, so absolutely. i think I, I think a fresh start completely is what's needed for the hornets and miles bridges as well so mm-hmm. hopefully he takes off hopefully he does get another chance and can sort of redeem himself and rebuild his reputation because at the moment i still feel like people including myself have a lot of question marks yep. regarding his reliability and just like his character in general. He's got a lot to prove to a lot of people Mm. on and off court, Mm. I think. Um, But the first
1: step's always the hardest. So we'll Mm. see how he goes 10 games into next season. In positive news, here's some awards that we had throughout the week. Mm. De'Aaron Fox has been crowned the league's first ever winner of the clutch player of the year award, the Jerry West award Mm. there Um, had a fantastic season. Certainly showed his, his true character in the clutch multiple times throughout the year, game winners, most points in clutch time, um, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal show showing from him, mm. um, backing it up in the playoffs as we speak as well at the moment. And as well, Mike Brown, coach of the year that we mentioned the other week, uh, a very successful, as we've said, whatever happens from here, a very successful season for the mm. Kings and very well-deserved award win
0: there to De'Aaron Fox. Mm, absolutely. And, and, you know, Mike Brown winning coach of the year. I think in the end, that was just an absolute no-brainer, wasn't it? Just given yeah, what I mean. their expectations were, where they finished, how he's turned this team around into a team who at at the very minute is up on the golden state warriors. Jeez. He's, he's done a phenomenal job. And Malcolm Brown, one six man. Oh, I was just about to mention that Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm what Brown? did I say? Malcolm, brother?
1: Malcolm
2: Brogdon at the Celtics
1: oh, yeah. six man of the, year, in the earlier today across the season, averaging 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, huge contributor for the team as there's been injuries kind mm. of throughout the season. Mm. Um, but he, the Celtics will certainly rely on him a lot throughout the postseason as well, but very well deserved there, Mr.
0: President. And I didn't take too well to people saying that was a boring six-man-of-the-year win. No, because, I, I didn't take too well to it because at the end of the day, I think he has been... Well, clearly, the sixth man of the year, but he's been one of the most consistent guys off the bench for any team throughout the course of the year. He yeah. might not be as flashy as these other guys who were in contention, but, jeez, he had such an impact for the Celtics. It's so not a one-horse race,
1: was it? No. no. Westbrook, when he was he coming was off the bench, to start yeah. the, he was a red-hot favourite for yeah. the first couple of months. Storm and Norman Power, yeah. he was right up there as well. A little 40-point game as well from for him sure. today. Um, but, you know, there's, there's been names up there to, to begin with. Benedict Matherin. Was yeah.
2: gaining a little bit of talk there, mm. in, as well as Rookie of the Year. So he's a meat and potatoes guy, and it's mm. not a it's not a flashy. It's not called the flashy award. It's the six man, of the, it's the six man of the year award. And if, if Malcolm Brogdon is a starter, and if he's playing off the bench, then he's going to win six man, in my opinion, mm. which he has.
1: Absolutely. There you go. There you have it. A couple of awards there on the opposite side of things, though. Per the Athletic, Trey Young during the week was rated as the most overrated player in the league. Mm. Now, this certainly isn't a title you want to uh, have hanging over your head. It's not, is it? Do you guys
2: agree with this though? Trey Young, most overrated player within the league? I'm not gonna say yes straight away. I'd need to have a, about, oh,
0: I mean, it's pretty, a bit of a think. What's it based off? Like what what is this? I guess compared to how he's hyped to what he actually delivers, like overrated. I I think there's not many guys in the league. Like, let's be honest. Okay, on his on his day, he's not really the most efficient guy, and we we know this. Yep. But there's not many guys in the league who can average near on 30 points and ten assists either. So I think that's, I, I'm actually saying it right now. He's nowhere near the most overrated player in the league. He can do a lot of yeah. things that a lot of guys can't do in the league. And I think that was, that was
2: an, who, who'd you say he said that?
1: Uh, per the athletic. It must, so be, it must, it must uh, be. I think it was dubbed from the actual poll took place. Was it from owners or executives? Or there was quite a, can,
2: um, Inclusive actual polling of it. They must all be casuals there because I feel like people who watch basketball know Trey Young's strengths on the offensive side and know his defense he knows know that he knows his weaknesses on the defense mm-hmm. it's defensive side. So is there anyone just off the top of the scone at the minute that you could
1: think would have be more overrated? Just Rudy, Rudy, Gobert. Rudy <laughs> Gobert. Rudy Gobert is certainly well and truly up there. Yes. Um, especially with the, the contract he received the off-season, he
2: certainly warrants a spot up there on the leaderboard, mm. I reckon. Lee, is there anyone that comes to mind? Off the top of the dome just in recent times, in this series, Jordan Paul, I'd say.
0: Unless there's a really attractive woman in the front <laughs> row, in Absolutely. which Katie turns into... <laughs> MJ second coming
1: is he? Is this one overrated? Do you think he probably has cooled down a little bit in terms of media talk? But Nikola Vucevic are the Bulls, Vooch, yeah, because okay. they
2: over overrated, yeah. Well, I think he took a dip last year and um has taken an up, up dip this year, so uh, an up dip, uh, a <laughs> climb you're in there. Um, I, I think Vooch is rated.
1: Appropriately, Yes. Okay, there you go. That's a, it's a very interesting question. We'd love to hear from you guys out there, as i plugged the socials before. Let us know who you think the most overrated player in the league is. Is it Trey? Is it Rudy? Is it Vooch? Is it Jordan Poole? Or is it another name that you guys have? We would love to hear it. Pushing ahead, finally, during the week, game one of the playoffs, Tyler Hero suffered a broken hand against the Bucs. Um, despite the victory, that is a huge, huge blow to the mm. heat there. One of their main offensive outlets there. It's said to be out for four to six weeks and likely won't return until at least the NBA Finals should the Heat actually make it. Now, it doesn't seem likely given how stacked the East is um, and the fact that they're facing the juggernaut that is the Milwaukee Bucks as we speak. But um, it's a a huge blow, isn't it? And do you think, you know, we'll get into some playoff talks in a moment, but he's he's probably the guy, isn't it? Like as as great as Jimmy is, Hero's the one that they need to be getting... 30 points. Exactly. Jimmy right. can do a lot of other things on mm-hmm. both ends of the court. Hero's the guy that they just need buckets out of, and he, he's gone down in game
0: one. Yeah, he, he could have been like, don't get me wrong, I was expecting them to go down in the first round regardless, but mm-hmm. he was the guy who could have potentially made it interesting. And for him to go down, I think someone was saying throughout the week, and I had a long, hard think about it, that he's importance to the Miami Heat is almost more important than Giannis's importance to the Milwaukee Bucks, Ooh, just yeah. given the fact that he's, well, Milwaukee, I think, is a, we'll go into it shortly, but suffice to say it is far from ideal in the first round of the playoffs to have a guy who could potentially be the difference to go out until the finals and then to come back in if they did make the finals, coming back after that long off, oh, it's just awful timing. Is there any hope lately? Is the there heat.
1: any hope of the Heat making it to the finals and hopefully seeing Hero return? God no, there's no hope of them making it
2: this round. I mean, you've taken <laughs> you've you've mate, they got they took game 1 on the road. To put it in simple terms, <laughs> you've taken 30 points off each game in my opinion with with Tyler Hero not out there. Okay. I think people will step up, you know, Maxie Eastridge. Big Duncan Robinson getting the start, but um, hmm. but not not to the extent that um if if Tyler Hero was out there. There you go. Guys, let's push ahead Daily
1: and get into some play and talk. Uh, playoff talk, should I say. Oh, yeah. um, you know, as we said, it's going to be pretty free-flowing, things that have caught it, caught the mind thus mm-hmm. far, and just, just chew the fat about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I might might start here with the point of the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Now, currently poised one each against the Lakers. Um, Lakers taking game one there. Mm-hmm. Do the Grizzlies, without John Morant, have a chance? Now, down the stretch of game one, the Grizzlies had to use Tyus Jones um, as Ja Morant went down injured, aggravating a hand-injury that had been suffered previously. Mm. Yep. Um, in that game, though, Ja played 30 minutes, dropped 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals on eight of 14 from the field. Um, yet he had three fouls, six turnovers, and with minus eight went on the court. They took him out, well, they had to take him out with five minutes, 48 to go in the fourth quarter, mm. that game one, down by four at the time. Game well and truly still on the line. Um, after he went down, the, they ended up losing 128 to 112 there. Now, with this, like, they 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 bounced back tremendously well without Jar in game two yesterday, mm-hmm. winning 103 to 93. Huge performances Thanks. from Desmond Baines, Xavier Tillman. Mm-hmm. We had what was really a career game for him. Um, but without Jar now, there's no timetable for return. He's expected to be back in this series. Mm-hmm. But if he is to, to sit out,
2: do the Grizzlies still have any chance of winning? I think so. I mean, I was having – bear with me. I've got the stats here. Over the last two years, without Jar, the 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 Grizzlies are 33-17. and 17, So they're not yep. a bad team without mm. Jar. In fact, I think in some aspects of their game, they improve. They improve on that defense. I think it gives open looks to more guys around them. I, I was thinking the only way I can compare it is if you're in 2K and, and say I got the Rockets and you got the – Say say the say the Suns or someone, okay, and and somehow I, I and yeah. I I blew you out. Yep, but it's because you're not there's not that guy that you can focus yeah, on. Well, yeah, yeah, i with There's, there's yeah. these different aspects. There's not one guy you can focus on. I think without a doubt they can they can make it out of this series without Jar.
1: But granted that 33 and 17 were regular season games, weren't they?
2: And and playoff games.
1: Yeah, for the most for the most part regular season. Do you, so. Do you think who's going to have to be the guy? Is it Jaron Jackson Jr.? Is um, it Desmond
2: it, Bain? Or is it a combination of a couple of players? It's a combination of all these guys. And I think all these guys can step up. But if we're looking to get down to the nitty gritty, JJJ is going to have to be the mm-hmm. guy and Desmond Bain will have to be.
1: Row for yourself, where do you sit on this one? Like No jar, no worries? Or no jar and it's a uh, bit of trouble?
0: No jars, no jar, I think, presents a lot of worry, to be honest. With yep. you. He's your best player by far. I know their record is... Quite favorable without him, but I think it's a different, as we've said this whole time, it's a different level of intensity. It's a different game completely in the playoffs. And I think without him, um, that's obviously a huge detriment to and the them. They could have already taken a, a home game off them. Yeah, exactly right, which I think was super important, just quickly, like to take mm. to split that away yep. um, is going to be massive in the run home.
1: Yeah, I tend to think that if Jar is not, like, even with Jar, I'm backing the Lakers in. Um, But without Jar, I think they're really going to be in trouble. Like, Granted, I know they won yesterday, and that was an all-time stinker of a game from AD and D'Angelo Russell. Mm. That was just criminal how bad they both were. Like, I was, you know, the game tipped off 9.30 a.m. here. I thought, oh, no, Jar, this is happy days, Mm you know, piece of piss.
0: How did that pan out?
1: Panned out just a just it was it was catastrophic that is the best word for it they dug themselves such a big hole tried to rally uh off the back of some really good shooting from Rui Hachimura but it just wasn't to be um and I think did you see the comments Dylan Brooks poking <laughs> yes. the bear poking LeBron James calling him old saying he's not done squat you know he doesn't rate anyone until they drop 40 on him what are the odds that LeBron goes gangbusters and
2: just Pops off for fifty, like absolutely Extreme does him in. Odds. I think this yep. was extremely strategic <laughs> by oh. Dylan Brooks, though he, he because LeBron dumb. is, is going to want to come out and score forty. But he's, um, you, you're, you're challenging, like you're not
1: challenging just you know another player know. in the league. You're challenging arguably the greatest of all time.
0: Mm. I know. I will say it. Was, it was oh. it was really dumb. We know this, but at the end of the day. I love him saying this because oh. it, it presents so much more entertainment about oh, you heading into the next game. I hate that guy. It's he's so such fun. a prick. I The thing is, I oh. hate him, but one part of me loves him as well. One part of me he loves what he does for the league, just in terms of having that villain character. See, so Pat Bev's like that, but he's someone I like in that role. Yeah. There's yeah. just
1: something about him. He's just a real little little slime bowl. Yeah. But, yeah, but is. Is. How the intrigue for game three is going to be massive. Really and, right. you know, I can't wait. I think for the Lakers getting that split there, um, going back to LA now, you're not going to get a worse game out of AD. You're not mm. going to get a worse game out of D-Lo. Um, I, I expect the Lakers to close this out in probably, at this point, I'm going to say six. Um, mm. But certainly a very intriguing series there. A lot hinging on
0: Jar Morant returning. Mm, for sure. What have you thought of Rui over the last two games? I think he's stepped up massively. Mate, he's, he's probably been the pick of the players. He has been, hasn't he? He's oh. been, he was a massive reason why they won in that game one against yep. them as well. And then game two, he was solid as well. So I think if that's a sign of things to come for the Lakers and Rui coming off the bench, yep. oh, danger Be- signs for the opposition.
1: Playing big minutes, being getting yeah. less minutes out of Vanderbilt, less minute, a lot less minutes out of out d Delo playing mm. more, more Schroeder, more Rui. Um, and it's kind of been paying dividends so far, like in the time that they're on the court. Granted, they lost the other day, but mm. when he was on the court, uh, they looked a more formidable lineup. So I'm, yeah. I'm loving his production at the minute. He is probably one of the most slept on
2: acquisitions mm. that happened
1: throughout the trade period. Mm. So yeah, loving what he's giving. And he's really kind of
2: settled into this team team well. I'll go with a guy who, um, who has been my favourite player to watch in the playoffs so far. And I think the best player... Uh, in the playoffs so far. And I don't know if you guys... Best player in the playoffs. That is a huge shift. I mean, so far, if if they all came into the league today, this would be the best player in my opinion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Devin Booker. He's been on fire. Has been on fire. Not only offensively. But defensively as well, hustle-wise as well. Let me let me read out his stats, the last three games they've played. So mm-hmm. uh bad man. First game he he dropped 26 points, uh, got four steals, three blocks. Great defensive game, especially. Second game he, game he came out and dropped 38 points and nine assists, nine dimes on the same night. Very un-Devon Booker like in it terms is. of facilitating. Oh third game, probably, I mean, undoubtedly his biggest game, uh, not only of this series, but probably of the playoffs. Forty-five points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. May I add, in all of these games, he's eighteen been, to twenty-nine from the field, too. That's what I was gonna say. Over fifty percent in these three games. The last two, I think he had he was sixty-two percent from the field. D book. What an absolute weapon and what a luxury.
1: That you know, for as great as Kevin Durant is, he he's getting the doubles. Mm. Yeah, that mm. frees up one of the most flamethrower like shooters mm. within the league. Mm. He's just getting whatever he wants, um, even if he's not in Paul, you know, Aiton, Craeger there in the starting lineup. But like Booker's just on one at the minute,
0: and it he's so fun to watch. That was always going to be the danger for opposition teams coming up against Phoenix. Do you you bring in. One of, if not the best, pure scorer of all time in Kevin Durant. And you've got that to worry about. But people quickly forget just how dynamic and yeah. hot of a scorer Devin Booker can be on his day. I'm logging minutes, though. 44 oh, and a half minutes. They're the going to be burnt out. Ooh. They will be burnt out very soon if they don't dole those back a little bit. But um, oh, he's been he's been wet. On, on that series, so mm. currently poised
1: 2-1 uh, in favour there of the Suns. Mm-hmm so how do you see this one going at the moment it's uh you know today it was very untimely that Kawhi also missed missed that game Mm -hmm. um so storm and norman as we said had a 40 piece game as well tried Mm -hmm. to uh will his team to victory a hell of a game that 129 to
2: 124 Mm -hmm. as things currently sit it's 2-1 are the clippers any chance in this series Oh, I didn't have them any chance coming into the series when they did have Kawhi, and mm. it was quite surprising to me, to be honest, to see Norman Power drop, what, 42, and I think Russ dropped 30. Mm. Um, If if Kawhi's not back for the next game, I I think it's curtains. I don't think these two guys can have another outstanding performance like that against so. them.
0: And I they think, can't let it get to 3-1, can they, Ro? No chance, and I think it's curtains regardless at this point. Yeah. I'm sort of in the same Sober. boat as Lee, even at full strength at would seem quite likely that the Suns may get over the top of them still. And I think now with this injury to Kawhi, who was their most important player, uh, yeah, no, they're not winning this one.
1: Do we, again, just speaking about Kawhi, because again, game one, he was just electric, to say Mm. the least. Game two, uh, not quite as much so, but still had a great game in his own right. Because we kind of don't see as much of him during the regular season, like I know, I certainly have. Mm. Do you guys feel really you forget almost how good he is? Mm.
2: So, I, yeah. I I think so. But in saying that, I think he does turn into an automated robot in the in the playoffs. That just dials it up. He mm. just dials it up, and he did that in game one. Um, so, what was your question? No, I, I guess like do we, do, do we
1: forget how good Kawhi is? Because I know just watching him like on both ends of the floor. The way he takes it up to KD, the way he can still get anything he wants on the offensive end, like he just looked like the best player on the court Mm. um, across game one and a little bit of game two there. And, you know, that's occupying the court with some of the the best players within the league on the court as well. Mm. Um, You know, I I kind of forget sometimes when I think of the best players in the league, Mm. I think of Giannis, I think of still LeBron, Steph, you know, KD, Embiid, Jokic, whoever else.
2: Not often, probably in my top ten, would Kawhi ever come to mind? Mm. Yeah, not, that- not come to mind, but I think that is due to him just not not, not playing Not much. being out there as yeah. much.
0: But, you, you know, he needs full recognition when he is out there because on mm. his day he's probably top three to five in terms of ha- having both the offensive and mm. defensive aspects Absolutely. of his game at the top level. So he's a superstar. What stood out to you, Ro? In this game in particular? No, no, just, just the turn. playoffs, mate. You, uh,
1: well, what's,
0: what's caught your eye? I'd be remiss not to talk about the Celtics' hot start against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And yeah. we've just gotten off to an absolute flyer, haven't we? But I think at the end of the day, most people probably expected that. But I'm glad to see that we're playing playoff-level basketball when it matters because some teams come into the playoffs and they sort of have a bit of a... They come out of the gates a little bit slower than they perhaps should, but we've almost set the tone straight from the get-go. 100%. I know we're fully expected to win the series, but you know, it's just nice to see us playing a level of basketball which will be able to compete with the absolute best teams at the pointy end of the year. And what stood out to me for the Boston Celtics throughout this course, the throughout the course of the series so far is Derek White. And I yes. think he is becoming one of my favourite Celtics. After probably when we acquired him, I wasn't overly hot on him no. because I was thinking, oh, he's not really the type of guy who's going to make me want to watch Celtics games. But he can, on his day, be the second option. Like generally Absolutely. it's JT or JB yeah, as the first option. But sometimes the other guy has a down game and he's more than willing to step up. Yeah. He's ultra consistent. He's just the guy you want to rely on come playoffs. He and can shoot the ball too. He can he? shoot the lights out as well. Once he knocks down one or two, he just he really starts feeling it. He does. Yeah. I think our acquisitions over the last year or two in Brogdon and and Derek White as well are really handy playoff pieces because yep. they're guys who, as I said before, you feel like. I feel like in playoffs, you love playing with the guys who you can rely on to show up and not go missing. And I think these guys are showing up well and truly so far. Here's a question to you both. Two series at the moment I've got for you. Can you tell me which one's more
1: likely to be a sweep? Boston versus Atlanta or the Nuggets versus
0: the Wolves? Which one would you pick is more likely to be a sweep? Um, Boston's wins have been pretty comprehensive over their first two. Uh, What about that? I I can't remember how much Denver uh, have been winning. The Nuggets the Wolves game one. Uh, Game two
1: yesterday, considerably close. Close, It was neck and neck, pulled away in the fourth quarter off a Jamal Murray masterclass, very reminiscent of his bubble-like performances, Mm -hmm. dropping in that one. He dropped 40 points, three rebounds, five assists, um, was just cooking, matching it up with Edwards who mm. also dropped
0: 40, but they won 122 to 113. I could quite easily see Trey having like an absolutely enormous game that maybe they pinch one yep. at home whereas I'd just see the Denver Nuggets and the Timberwolves. It's just like just so far away in terms of quality on that um, yeah. on those two franchises.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd say T-Wolves as well. I mean and had a 40, 42 43 point game and they Still went down, so mm-hmm. he, you know he's going to need a knows. 50, 60 point games for him to win. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say,
1: I think, yeah, no, I agree. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I think so as well. I, I think the um, the the Celtics are just a, too good in terms of the overall series, but the Hawks have the talent there to be able to snatch one. Wouldn't I think, surprise, like yeah. if they have a, a Murray, Trey, John Collins game where they all click, mm-hmm. you can see a world in which it happens, so especially at home there. Um, but the Nuggets have got the back to back MVP and Jamal Murray starting to cook, Michael Porter mm. Jr. starting to kind of almost be that X Factor player who flies under the radar a little bit. Um, so I agree there. On the Celtics, you yeah. go just on that. Do you think now this series kind of almost like for me, I don't know if it's just me, mm. they almost feel like Maybe because they've been out of the media a little bit, slipped into that second mm. tier almost. Mm. Like the Celtics, Like I, I, I think in the East I'd still add the Bucs, probably Philly ahead mm. of the Celtics. But this, this series seems to be almost like the Celtics just showing out and kind of reasserting themselves.
0: Mm. And I think they like that as well. Like I Personally, to be honest with you, I still think they're in the first tier, yep. but I almost feel like they aren't they almost don't feel like they have as much pressure as they did once upon a time. Like, I feel like they've gone under the radar just due to the fact of how good of a season Milwaukee had and also mm. the fact that there's so much pressure on Philadelphia, who's the other top tier uh, team. percent And when you've got the Boston Celtics, as that sort of going under the radar yeah. type team? I think that goes in their favour as well because when you play with too much expectations on your shoulders, as we've seen with Philly, as we've uh, seen with Utah in their day... Yep. Um, it doesn't end well. So, do you,
1: do you feel, Lee, that they feel like the Celtics,
2: do they? Do you think of them as the number one team in the East? Almost. I'd almost pop them favourites, but I just can't choose between them and Bucks when they have Giannis. Yep. I think probably 76ers in my opinion. I don't know if it's because of, you know, not not recent, but um, just how they've been before in the playoffs, the 76ers and how they've let us down so much, but... Purely for that reason, I think they dropped to, dropped to maybe that second tier.
0: The 76ers okay. give you trust issues, legitimate yeah. trust issues. I'm so scared to go back to them. You just cannot go back to having complete faith that they're going to make huge noise these playoffs. Like, yes, they'll have this easy win over the. Brooklyn Nets but goodness me like they come up against the Boston Celtics next round if they go out in that round yet another season where they go out far earlier than they perhaps should be
2: I know this isn't focusing on playing basketball but I feel like our viewers I know I'd appreciate it if we talked about the Draymond Greens to bonus incident and, well, and our and our thoughts on the outcome and, and what happened. Well, let's translate that
1: to just the whole series, and then we'll get into that. Mm. The currently Celtic, uh, the the Kings, should I say, leading the series two one, clinching their two games at home, one twenty six to one twenty three. Um, then following that up with a one fourteen to one oh six win. Um, I thought for all money, to be fair, that the Kings would drop at least one of these first two home games. Mm. Did a fantastic job of weathering the storm in both games, clinching the win. Uh, they went down one fourteen to ninety seven today in Game Three. The series sits at two one, but Game Two, the big talking point, absolutely, um, the Demontis Sabonis Draymond Green incident. Uh, Sabonis went down, grabbed Draymond's leg, um, which Draymond then promptly gave him the old curb stomp right to the chest. Mm. Um, was a and and was suspended, got ejected out of the game, was then suspended for a game by the league, which I thought was. Um, Almost a little bit harsh. Yes. But mm. given his track record of, of you know, dirty plays, let's put it that way, um, the league did hand him down a one-game suspension. What did you think of this play, fellas,
0: and do you think it warranted a suspension? Oh, look, the NBA probably tried to set a precedent, don't they, with these, particularly from an optics point of view, like mm. dirty, dirty, like, yeah. It, it, just- it looked It looked awful. It really did. And there's like different aspects that come into it in terms of Draymond trying to justify why he did it and Sabonis then instigating Sabonis, it. Yeah, saying Sabonis instigated, but then Sabonis coming out and saying, Well, I had to like block my face and I, you know, like that wasn't my intention to hold on to his leg type of thing, but stick that right up your crack, I reckon. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Good one. And um oh, but do well. I think a suspension's Probably, probably not, but certainly a fine and probably a significant one. But the ejection, absolutely, and the ejection as well. But um, didn't look good. Here's my thing: it's not a
2: regular season game. This was a playoff game where I think we'd all be lying if we said they both weren't in the wrong because they were hundred percent. Sabonis grabbed his foot. I think. I think. I honestly think Draymond Green didn't have anywhere else to step, but. His chest. The thing that I think pushed their suspension was the emphasis he put down yeah, on he it. He put a little extra mail on it. It did almost look mm. like he a little stomped bit of QB on that. He stomped on him. But in a playoff, in a playoff game, this didn't warrant a suspension. I think yeah, he got the he did he got ejected in the end. Yeah, he, it? he
1: got a, He got ejected. That was that. Um, and then it looked like it was kind of a delayed response that he was going to be suspended.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, then they handed down that as well. And I tell you what, game four in the Bay, Draymond mm. back. I, I, there's going to be some heat in that, isn't mm. it? Mm. And it just given be. his track record, you can't you can't help but wonder: does he? Who does this benefit more? Will, will it fire Draymond up? Uh, will Sabonis look to go out and kind of retaliate? Like, there's a lot of intriguing storylines that could potentially play out in game four.
0: There, it fires Draymond up, no mm. doubt about it. I think he's doesn't take much to fire old uh, D Green up, does no. it? But particularly when. Something like this has occurred and he's going to come out in front of the home crowd and I don't know if that will equate to him playing well, but he's going to play with a lot of energy as per usual. Talk,
2: I was just going to say, yeah, we please. talk about this this play in particular, but the, offici- the officiating this series overall has been a bit ordinary and JJ Redick has spoken about it a fair bit, but there's been a lot of holding from, from uh, holding Steph Curry, yep. a lot of illegal screens, a lot of things that, normally wouldn't wouldn't get past and would be quite a foul. Just let the boys play. <laughs> but how we, how, how's Curry supposed to run around and shoot if he's getting hold hold? hold.
1: Mate, he's he's that great, he'll find a way. Okay. Tell him to tell him to I slap on his odd, big boy isn't?
0: pants and let him let him do his thing. He'll cook. I Go liked on. I liked the Aaron Fox's comments when he was saying um uh, like when he was referring to that J.R. Smith Deli video saying how like oh Delhi almost <laughs> died. died when he had to guard Steph in the 15 finals. They should and...
1: have busted Delhi out. I
0: mm-hmm. know they should have. And then De'Aaron Fox coming out in the press room and saying what Delhi said was hundred percent the truth because he was put through the absolute ringer on defense against Steph Curry, yep. as opposition players are any given night against him. He
1: went off today, but they've done quite a good job in particular, Davion Mitchell playing a lot of minutes there. Mm-hmm. Um for you fellas, as we sit, 2-1 at the moment, the Kings are leading the series. How do you feel about this one after, you know, we gave our predictions the other day. How do you feel about this series now? Do you have more faith in the Kings after seeing them take the two at home
0: or is it, you know, is it still the Warriors to lose, do you think? Yeah, so I think I had the Warriors coming into this series and at the moment I'm kind of hearing the other way. I think yeah. the Kings have proven themselves in yep. those opening few games and, The Warriors away look susceptible, as they have all all season. So even if it did go to seven and it was back in Sacramento, then that's, yeah, that's very much so in the Sacramento Kings' favour. And I'm very much hoping they win that one as well. Be huge. Lee, what do you reckon? Are the Kings the clubhouse leaders at the moment, or are you still
1: backing
2: in the reigning champs? I agree with Rowan saying um, I've turned. I, I think I had the Kings coming into this. Series, but I, I I'm going to stay on that track and mm-hmm. stay with the Kings. Yeah, but if any anyone can turn it around and beat them, it'd be the Warriors. That's the thing. But yeah. given their their road record this season, and given if it goes to a game seven, it will be in Sacramento, then I'm going to have to tip the Kings.
1: Oh, it's extremely mm-hmm. difficult, isn't it? Mm, it oh, really is. part of me like I, I think I'm going for the Kings just mm-hmm. because I am. the Lakers will play the winner of this series. Um, and for as, low, as much as I love seeing history and the dynasty that is the Warriors and you know them just continue to be the juggernaut of the league, um, I'm going for the Kings. I'm still just going to err on the side of the Warriors mm-hmm. just because of that experience. Um, you know They know what it takes. They've been in game five, six, sevens where it is do or die. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that game five in particular is going to be the one that they could possibly snag on the road as this series goes deeper, that that experience that the Warriors have will come to the forefront, I think. Um, but just loving this series as a whole, so so fun, so it's great. Fun. Um,
0: it's uh, but give probably Gally the most some ex- more minutes. Hey, well, he, he's
1: sake. out. Is he injured at the moment? He's sat out of every game thus far. Oh, I haven't yeah, seen the actual no, report. No, mate, I
0: don't care if he's broken his leg. Get him out there. <laughs> Get him out there just for to lift the morale at times. Purely for optics. Yeah, to see yeah optics out there, just alone. for us. Yeah, yeah, It's uh, it's great to see incredible series for you fellas,
1: at the moment. Incredible series across mm. the board in both the east and west. Mm. Which is the one we think the uh, the the lower seeded team? Which lower seeded team do you think's most likely to clinch victory here? Okay. So let's look. So at the moment we've got the Heat, the Nets. Um, in the east, mm-hmm. the the Knicks and the – who's the one I'm missing? Then the Hawks, sorry. Oh. So Hawks, Knicks, Nets, I'm mm-hmm. um, Going out west, we've got the Clippers, Lakers, uh,
2: Warriors, and then the Timberwolves. Can we give one for each because I've got mine? Okay, mine. let's go east and west. Which team the most likely? In the west, I have to go the Warriors. I just said if anyone can turn it around, it'll be the Warriors. Um, So that's okay. – it's my Western Conference, Eastern Conference, just for how how close the mm. series has already been and
0: how physical it's been, I'm going to say the, the Knicks, yeah. Knicks versus Cavs. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you in the East regarding the Knicks. I think that one's really 50 50 at the minute. That I'm could too. Go either way. Um, in the West, uh, I, oh, yeah, it's a tough one because I also see the Lakers as being able to really say contend it. with the. I want your dirty assist.
1: little mouth to say it. Lakers. There you go. I agree. I think the Lakers too, especially yeah. if Jar's out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's a huge contributor as well. On that Nixon Heat uh Nixon Cavs series, should I say, it seems like they are two very evenly matched teams, don't they? Mm. They've got kind of guards who can shoot and fire the ball really well. are looking at namely Brunson and and Mitchell and, and even Garland for that matter. Yes. Um, it feels like that one is really on a knife's edge at the moment. And the fact that the Knicks took one from the from the Cavs at home. I almost tend to err on their side a little bit. I think the Cavs I I don't know. Just looking at their roster and the lineups they're playing, I almost thought they were a little bit better. Mm, like yeah. looking at their roster, I know for as great as Mitchell is, Alan Mobley
2: coming along, Garland. I don't know. I just I felt like they had an extra piece. Mm. Well don't think. Tell us with definite who do you think is gonna win this series? I'm going to the Knicks. You're going to the Knicks. I'm going to the Knicks going and going again the Knicks as well. A big part in mm. fact just to that getting that road win.
1: And the fact in you go to Madison Square Garden, mm. the, the, they probably have one of the most, the biggest crowd at home, crowd advantages. Mm. They, they they
0: like the absolute ferals the, there
1: being they are, they're built mm. different. Mm. Bing bong, the way that encaptured <laughs> the city. Um, I think they're going to be just tearing down the walls in, in
2: Madison Square Garden. So mm. Same here. advantage nicks for me. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to say Cavs instead, actually just, I know, I know the regular season and the playoffs, are. Uh, two different games but from what I've seen out of two new teams like two new built teams with Brunson and then Mitchell yep. the addition of with Mitchell I'm gonna say the Cavs
1: okay mm.
2: there you go lads
1: anything else you want to get off your chest tonight it's, it's just been nonstop, and it really you know we're kind of trying to take in all these games and there's so many things playing out as we speak in terms of in terms of match-up Mm -hmm. storylines, you know, I'm loving the KD and Russ battle. Like Russ, that guy, for all the bad things he does, he makes up for it tenfold with the energy and heart he delivers. And having a match-up like this against KD, like despite going down today, he would have relished that opportunity being the guy on that team
0: and being able to really go at it with KD. Um, So certainly loving that as well. Yeah, he would have. And it was sort of a little bit of a flashback to his later days in OKC where he got to take almost full responsibility, as well as Norman Powell also went, but um, he got to play a much bigger role than he normally has. He had 30 points, eight rebounds, 12 assists today. (laughs) Nearly a triple-double, a 30-point triple-double. From Mr. Triple-double himself, yeah.
1: Big game. We shouldn't be surprised, hey? No, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's almost a given with him. Not so much in the last year or so, but that guy was just a walking triple-double, wasn't he? Yeah. We forget what a historic run he was on there, um, you know, making Oscar
2: Robinsons. Record look, you know, piece of cake really. Yeah, um, he's yeah. one of those players that, one of those few players where you can say the bad comes with the good and the good comes with the bad because in that game one he had a stinker. I think he went three from seventeen. But yeah,
1: it's a brick show.
2: But mm-hmm. they wouldn't have won the game without his fourth quarter performance. In my opinion. yeah, no, that's it. He was mm-hmm. he
1: was huge. Yeah. He was absolutely immense on that in that fourth quarter. Um, and he he feels like another player. There's a few Lebron, namely, comes to mind, but Russ as well that we certainly don't appreciate probably enough at the moment mm. once his career has come and gone and it's all there's a bow neatly wrapped around it it's probably a player we'll look back on a league mvp all-time triple double leader breaking record after record uh,
0: that we'll probably look back on a little more fondly do you think oh absolutely and the the really annoying thing about i guess nba Fans is that we're always looking for negatives to find about mm. people we're always looking at things to criticize negatives are
1: fun to talk about
0: aren't they they, they are mean. if you need content but also <laughs> sometimes it can get in the way of the fact that I'm like 100%. these guys are absolute hall of famers and we're not giving them the credit while they're still here yeah i um, mean that's definitely westbrook
1: what do you reckon lee is we're going to look back on him more fondly once it's all coming on
2: some people i appreciate Russ now to be honest i i think about his like absurd stats in the past his yeah. time at okc i i love russ now but i agree with you in saying that maybe the casual mba fan yeah. uh probably isn't appreciating him enough right now mm-hmm.
1: can i just quickly mm-hmm. and I, I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier on because i give a shout out to you Ro. Okay, mate. Yes, you can. We, you, and the comparisons tonight to none other than Mister, barring the skin tone, Mister Eric Spolstra, the tight the
0: top. <laughs> tight you pole. are doing that thing a favor tonight, you, aren't you? Yeah. Look, I thought I'd pay homage to our old man Spo, but yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, skin tone is quite at the opposite, opposite end of the spectrum. You, you got a pink one in the closet? Have I got a pink one? I pink could, polo. I could rip one out. No, I don't. I don't. That would be very sort of Kanye West, two thousand five, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I could really pull it off, but I. Might give it a try one week. There you t- go. We'll get you down to South
1: Beach, get you a bit of colour, and you'll be uh you'll be twins, long lost twins. There you go. Before we wrap up, tell us
2: your favorite series so far to watch.
1: Um <sighs> favorite series so far has probably got to be the Warriors Kings mm-hmm. one. Just because at, at again another it feels really evenly matched, and both teams, you know, a little bit lower scoring today than the game before. You can both see each team putting up 130 plus mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm.
0: no worries. So that one is uh, probably my most exciting at the moment. Mm-hmm. For was- me, I think that one as well. But also the Cavs-Knicks ones because I, at this point, don't really know which way that's going to go. Yes, I'm predicting the Knicks, but at the end of the day, any going into any given game, you don't know who the who the winner of that one is likely to be. For mm-hmm. yourself, Lee. It's funny because I'd say as a series, the Kings
2: uh, versus Warriors, that's just been electric to watch especially the two first home games uh in sacramento the beam but if we're talking about specific teams i've i've got to say the Suns. just we we didn't see too much of d book and uh i mean kd Mm. on the team in general Mm -hmm. and now that we're finally getting a showcase i've loved watching them
1: are you concerned a little bit like hopefully if they can win game game four there Mm. um uh, he might be able to relent just a little bit for the following yeah. game or so. Mm. Is there any concern about how many minutes? KD played 41 and a bit today. Mm. Um, as I said, book 44 and a half. We know that ros- rosters tighten up in the playoffs and, and big minutes are to be expected. But mm. round one, is it a little bit of a concern
2: maybe how many minutes they're playing? It depends, I think, if they can close it out fairly quickly. If they can take- and
1: get a little bit of rest because they will play the winner of the Wolves and Nuggets game, which you expect be to, to be over pretty mm. pretty quickly as well. Yeah, mm.
2: so so they, I, I feel like to retain some of the energy, they're going to need to take
0: this this series fairly quickly. Particularly for the older bodies, like with KD and CB3, they're no spring chickens and playing 40 minutes night in, night out, it's going to take a toll. Um, And let's just hope they don't burn out before the pointy, pointy end of the season rolls around. Here's a ballsy play and it could well and truly backfire. Let me pose this to you. Suns
1: win game four, they go up 3-1. Mm. The Nuggets rattle through their series fours it pretty quickly. But should the Suns in game five almost throw it away, throw it away, give everyone the night off, you know, see what the kind of bench can produce, but give kind of, you know, KD, Chris Paul, Book, Ayton, those main four, the night off. Mm. Goes back to 3-2 and then they just take care of the Clippers. You know, on the opposite side, you could say they give away game five, they lose game six, and then it goes to a, a do or die game seven. Is there any merit to that? Just uh, the, thinking off the dome, it's an outside saying,
2: play. Are you saying it so that they get more rest before the... Yeah. You know, well, the thing with that is I think they wouldn't... Do they Do they start it before everyone's done? Yeah, they would. If those two teams are, are ready to go. No, I don't think you do.
1: <laughs> the playoffs it's a, in a my opinion. B- bit of a an um, outside-of-the-box thought there, Roe, but uh,
0: what do you reckon? As um, it's yeah. no good. Just say it. Well, as dodgeball quoted, <laughs> that's a bold strategy, Cotton, and I don't actually, don't actually think they'd go ahead with that one. But no, rest is rest is rest is huge, huge for them. But let's not give away a playoff game, and I don't think they will. I'm actually, actually um, rooting
2: for the Suns overall what? to win the finals. Really? So, so yeah, let's hope that. Why is that? Because
1: like a, there's a player in particular you want to say get a chip or.
2: Uh, I just, mean, I do want to see CP3 get a chip, but at the moment, Kevin Durant's probably my favourite player in the league, so... Yeah,
1: a little gotta, little, little turncoat, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's got to yeah, go for sons. Shit time to be a Nets fan. Everyone loading up on Durant. Jersey's only for him to uh, pack her in. See you later. I, I know, know we've. Uh, if anyone, any of our Tasmanian listeners want a... Uh, down in Hobart, Intersport Hobart at the minute. Shout out to in Sport. Plenty yeah, of played. KD Nets jerseys. Uh, hey, how much are they
0: going for at the minute?
1: Uh, I think those won the 100 bucks. Okay. Um, you know, I had to do all of our order in six to nine months in advance. Happy days. Looked like KD was there. Big things happening out in Brooklyn and mm. only for him to, uh, to turn his back. Really? And now we're left with Nets jerseys coming out of the Wazoo. So if you are a Nets <laughs> fan and you want a KD jersey, come down and get it. There be you go. The I'll, I'll be sure to give you paper. a deal. Beautiful. Guys, there wraps up week one of the playoffs. We've had an absolute blast. It's been a hell of a week. As we've said, the the action's only going to intensify again from Mm -hmm. here. Each week, it's just going up another level. Um, All eight series, there's so much to play for, so much to like, so many intriguing storylines. We can't wait to bounce back again next week to discuss everything, the fallout from it all, as well as looking ahead to round two. We'll have a much better picture of what's going on there. Mm. I implore all of you, like Jason Tatum, stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, to get all the latest news from the NBA, from the NBL. Uh, I did mention the other night on our NBL Focus show that just over the course of the next couple of weeks, whilst the season is over, we would be having a little bit of a break from that one. Uh, But as I said, be sure to stay up to date with the socials because I'll continue to keep you all up to date on everything around the NBL as well. Very good. Beautiful, guys. Till next week. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy everything from the playoffs. And from Lee, Ro, and myself, we can't wait to speak to you all again next week.
0: See you later.